Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 493, recorded live on New Year's Eve, Saturday, December 31st, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who's got New Year's Eve plans, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who's gonna wing it, Andy Lowe. Hi. Gonna wing it, huh? We're gonna wing it. And by that you mean you're gonna sit around? Yep. It's not really winging it. Winging it would be like, I'm going to go downtown right now and put up a bunch of flyers and say, hey, everyone come to my place. That would be the dumbest thing in existence. <laughs> yes, it would. But I, I, well, I guess sitting around could be considered winging it, but it just doesn't feel like a very exciting winging. Well, we're possibly going to be watching movies. I think we had discussed watching the movies that we haven't actually uh, seen yet this year or watching some Carrie Fisher movies or, like I said, I don't know. We're just going to wing it. Yep. So. Have you uh, have you seen Rogue One yet? Yes. Yes, okay. we did. You could, you could go see Rogue One again and then come home and watch episode four because back to back, it's pretty damn awesome. Why? Have you done that? No, but I thought about it after I saw Rogue One. I'm like, man, I kind of want to go home and just watch Star Wars now. Well, I think we've got Star Wars. I'm nope. sure you have Star Wars. <laughs> Kate just responded with, nope, we do not have Star Wars. You don't have any way of watching Star Wars. Uh... Maybe there is the fan uh, update of episode four. Oh God, I I tried watching that. Yeah, that was the one where like everybody recorded like three seconds, right? No, 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 no. There's that's that was one project. There was also a fan made restoration of Star Wars. Okay, the 1979 film. Like they got a hold of the film. It was uh crap. What they call it? Like the gold screen release, the silvers. Star Wars Silver. No, 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 no. What was it? Uh, Team Negative One. Yes. Damn it. Negative One. Star Wars. Yeah, it's called uh, Star Wars The Silver Screen Edition. Oh. Also referred to as the Despecialized Edition. A 35 millimeter transfer with cleanup. So that's online? Yes-ish. <laughs> it is online, just not necessarily in the places that you want to go and look. Gotcha. <coughs> I think, hold on, I'm going through DirecTV's um, search movies. Okay, here we go. Star Wars. Search. Star Wars The Force Awakens. No, that's... We can we can talk about it later, Andy. Well, I thought there was be a way to actually like watch it on demand through Directv because it was getting played on like TNT or something. But oh. I don't think that's the case anymore. Nope. Michigan lost. Yep. Florida. Yep. It was uh, not pretty. Nope. But that's kind of what happens when you build most of your team around one player, and that one player can't play. Yeah, no, we were we were at dinner with the family last night and they had just announced that and I'm just like, ooh, that's not good. Yeah. That's not good at all. Yeah, this does not seem to be working. So we'll okay. we'll deal with that later. <laughs> but yeah, no, we uh Michigan was le- leading there for what, like a hot second or no? Yeah. Did they like, lead at all? They they led for a drive. 
they they recovered like they brought themselves up they actually did a great job they they started actually playing and then as an immediate counter florida scored <laughs> like nope nope we're not having any of that that's not nope not gonna happen like all the michigan fans in the stadium were getting super excited like oh my god we might actually pull this out and have a bowl win and it'll be awesome and then florida's like Touchdown. You're not you're not allowed to do that. So it was kind of disappointing. Mm. It was a little sad. Well, tonight's the OSU-Clemson game. and then Also sad because uh, Jabril Peppers might not come back next year. No, yeah, he's thinking about going to the NFL. Right. Yep, <clears throat> yep the Ohio State game is tonight. The Washington game is this afternoon. Um... That's it for games today, though, right? Yes. Everything else is on New Year's or after New Year's? Yeah, uh, yeah pretty much, yeah. When's the Rose, Rose Bowl is New Year's, right? Yep. And that's Penn? Oh, let's see. Uh, Alabama, Washington, Ohio State, Clemson. No, I don't care about the playoffs. I just want the whole bowl schedule. Oh, <laughs> um, no, I don't want to Also, did you notice the, the sponsor of the Fiesta Bowl this year? This kind of this actually brings us back to like what this podcast is about. Besides just Dave and Andy rambling, yes, it's the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Really? Yeah. Mm. Sony is sponsoring the Fiesta Bowl this year. <laughs> I wonder what all the players will walk away with at the end of the game. <laughs> well, most of the time, uh, you isn't that a to... thing? Um, isn't that like they get a, a prize package or something? Yeah. Yes, and somebody had listed all these. I read it at some point. College football bowl bowls. game gift guide 2016. Yep. It's the Fiesta Bowl gift suite or PS4 game and accessory bundle. <coughs> yeah, I don't know what that gift suite is. Oh, private shopping events for game participants. Oh, okay. Well then. Mm-hmm. The... Heart of Dallas Bowl, they get an Amazon dot. What does Western get? I don't know. Uh, would not disclose. The Cotton Bowl. Wow. That's surprising. <laughs> the the gift for the actual national championship game is just says iconic gift. Yep. Okay. Uh, the Liberty Bowl... Includes a shopping trip to Bass Pro Shops. <laughs> wow. Right. So we should probably this do topics. Impressive. The Hawaii Bowl comes with a Hawaiian shirt. And, you know, topics. a trip no to topics. Hawaii. Yeah, there are no topics today, Andy. There are no topics, are there? No, they're not. We didn't add topics, Andy. No, no, we didn't. We didn't do that because it's December 31st. Yes, that is And fuck 2016, I don't want to spend any more time on it. <laughs> but that that's what we do on this last episode. Yeah, I know, but it's 2016. Do we really need to go, like, week by week of 2016? <sighs> and say, like, oh, here's something cool that happened, surrounded by a ton of crap. Uh, I had a coworker bring this up. This is actually kind of interesting to think about it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, you, you go through the, the the people we lost this year, and you know the 
large number of well-known celebrities across multiple genres. Yep. Yeah. And he was like, that's partly because there are more well-known celebrities. Yes. And he, he was like, well, you know, it's hard to, you know, compare it to previous years. But the question is like, you know, is it because we're so interconnected and on top of things that, you know, we're finding out these things? We know more. Well, so someone actually published numbers on this. <clears throat> and there there actually were more well-known slash famous people who died this year than previous years. And it, it's not just that we're more aware of it. Like there was an actual higher number. But the question I have is, is that just because there are more famous people than there used to be? There are more opportunities to be famous. It could be. Because you think about it, you know, it's like, oh, you know, YouTube stars. Well, not really YouTube stars. Well, think about what's going to happen in like 40, 50 years when the YouTube stars start really going. Are we going to remember them? Uh, I don't know. Because it, I see, I think of YouTube stars along the lines of like TV characters. Where, you know, <laughs> they're they're just fake people that don't actually exist. Well, I'm just thinking like, you know, everybody could remember, you know, Archie Bunker. But, you know, can you remember any of the other characters from that show? I don't know what show that is. Uh, All in the Family? Never watched it. Ah. So, no, I cannot remember any of the other characters. <clears throat> so I'm, Would you, you like know, to try again with a different show? Well, I'm just thinking of, you know, something that happened, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. I I don't know much about what happened 30 years ago. I was just being born. I I know, but you were said like, you know, in 30 to 40 years, YouTube stars, I'm sitting there going like, you know, 30, 40 years ago with television, most of us don't really remember what was on TV. And even back then, there was was a lot less television. Which? I Dream of Genie? I Dream of Genie in the 70s? I thought it was in the 60s. It might be the 60s. 1965 to 1970, yeah. And Bewitched was 1964. Yeah. So I remember 10 years before 40. I remember 50 years ago, (laughs) evidently. Uh, Gilligan's Island was probably in that era, too. 1964. Man, that was a a golden age of television. Oh, yeah. No, they literally call it, like, the golden age. I think they actually talk about that, the golden age of television. I found... Oh, God they say the 2000s, really... Is the Golden Age? No. Oh, my God. They named a destroyer. Oh, okay. So the original, the first Golden Age of television, according to Wikipedia, was 1947 until 1960. But this would all be after that. Yeah. (coughs) So what was in the Golden Age of television? This is the year in review episode, by the way, where we're doing everything we can to avoid talking about the year that we're reviewing. That's how bad 2016 was. Uh, let's see. Hour-long anthology drama series started up. Uh, quiz show scandal of 1959. Uh, Twilight Zone. Okay. But that's like the only good one in there. I don't know. I'd, I feel like, yeah, no, the 60s were... Uh, oh, there was a second golden age in the early 80s as well. Which included what? I don't know. <clears throat> Okay. Gilligan's Island. The Gilligan's Island TV show. There it is. So while you're trying to not talk about this year, I'm trying to think of just like the themes of the year at least outside of, you know, 
bad. So the, the themes of, of what we normally talk about. Yes. Well, we started this year by talking about, <coughs> excuse me, talking about, are you ready? Yeah. Smart fridges. <laughs> we started the year by talking about smart fridges and about privacy and about how much your stuff knows about you. Which, by the way, your stuff knows a lot about you. Yeah, it does. It's, yeah. I'm just, oh, SpaceX. God, there was a lot of SpaceX going on there because they had just finished, they had just landed, they landed, what, 2015? And they, I think Well, they, 2016 was the year of landing on the barge. Yes. Right? They didn't do that until this year. Yeah, that was on the... January 13th. Wow. No. Yeah, the barge was this year. The actual first landing that was on the 21st of December of 2015. But man, think of like SpaceX and then, you know, oh, yes, SpaceX, 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 and then it blows up and they're like, oh, let's slow down a bit. SpaceX, SpaceX, SpaceX. That was was a theme, right? Because they did. Like they, they launched, they had some successes and they had some setbacks. Uh, losing the entire rocket on the platform, that was a setback. Mm-hmm. Delivering supplies to the ISS, success. Oh my gosh, all the stuff about automated cars, too. Mm-hmm. Are you just, oh yeah, Faraday, which by the way, latest reports about Faraday is that it's like a giant scam. <laughs> and is probably out of money. Speaking of automation, though, I did look. There's just a new report coming out here says uh, that Foxconn uh, is trying to automate a majority of its production to get rid of the human employees. Don't they already pay their employees like nothing? Uh, company said that it has set a benchmark of thirty percent automation at its Chinese factories by 2020. It has automated away 60,000 jobs at one of its factories already. Dang. I'm reading through the emails that Kate sent us. Whenever Kate listens to an episode, she keeps a like running uh, thought process mm-hmm. and then just sends it off with, I assume, very little editing. It's mostly just like, here were my thoughts during the episode. Mm-hmm. And so I'm reading through the the ones from the beginning of the year and uh, talking about smart fridges, talking about your haircut, evidently. Okay. Oh. Uh, Tesla had their, their new uh, auto park. Yeah, and they announced the Model 3. Yep. Which is what, so supposed this, to be okay, next so year? I, there's, there's a theme, right? There's one of the themes for 2016 that's not a terrible theme. Cars. Yes. Automotive cars and auto cars, which is to say, like, automotive cars, goddammit. Uh, auto cars with, with driverless cars, right? Tesla did a lot of stuff for driverless this year. Google did some work with driverless. Uh, the new Michigan City automation test track uh, was, was completed and opened up. I'm pretty sure that was this year. May have been last year. But, like, all the car companies are saying, nope, driverless cars is where it's at. Yep, and a lot of people have put 2020 <clears throat> as that, you know, deadline. Target date. Yeah. 2020, huh? Mm-hmm. That's what most people are saying. All right. So I've got four years to, like, actually get good at biking so that I don't have to be on the road with a bunch of driverless cars. <clears throat> okay. So what else? What else happened? What else happened? Uh, yeah, that there's the- CES this year. There's CES every year. So CES is in a, about a month, right? Yes. So what do you think is going to be the focus of CES in 2017? 
I'm going <laughs> to, I, I know it's going to sound weird, but I'm going to say robots and cars. Do you think that's where it's, it's focused right now? Yes. I feel like 2017 is going to focus on, cause before it was, <clears throat> you know, like TV and 3d TV and you know, Oh, that was, that was like three years ago, right? But, Last year's theme of CES was things like VR and wearables. Yes. And so for 2017, you think it's going to be cars and robots? Yes, I'm thinking it's going to be a lot of that automation and AI assisting sort of things like your Amazon dots. Okay, so things that that hook up to like Google Home and Alexa. Yes, but also things that also work with your automated car as well. So not robots, but like smart things. Yes. Like smart devices yes that might go in your kitchen Mm -hmm. and store food yes so a smart fridge (laughs) oh smart fridges probably gonna see some 8k television some 8k yeah at consumer level or just as like a hey look at what we can do well because didn't they do that last year or they talked about the 8k television and um well with the See, 2016 was the... I still want to find that that marketing director who, when he was given the specs for the next generation of TV after the 1080s, looked at it and said, well, but this number is bigger. Why don't we just use that? What do you mean? 720 and 1080 are the height. Yes. 4K is not the height. 4K refers to the 4,000 pixel width. Yes. And so that's why it was such a huge jump from 1080 to 4,000 because it's not 4,000, it's 2,000. I believe it is in fact 2,160. Yes, it would be 2160p instead of 1080, yeah. Right, but some asshole marketing director looked at that and said, but this first number, the 4,000 number, that's bigger. Let's use that one. So the TVs that are being branded 8K, those are the 4,000, the 4,200s. Those are the the real 4K. Yes. But because of some asshole in marketing, now we're on this other track. Mm -hmm. And the blasted media bought it, too. That's what I really got, like, made me upset. What was wrong with the old numbering system, huh? I don't know. Okay. Are we are we doing okay, Andy? Are we focused? I think so. You think so? Yes. All right. I'm just trying to think of, oh, you know, focus. what else is was going on. Short of just going week by week. We we still can go week by week. That's how we've always done these episodes. You are correct in that. Well, I I I'm just like, you know, going through you know, a couple of episodes at a time, just looking at the topic lists. Yeah. Hacking. Yes, there was some hacking there. And then Google Fiber, which then became Google Wi-Fi. Oh, the VW scandal. Yep. As I mentioned, 2016 sucked. (laughs) Like, I I don't know. HoloLens, that was was new in 2016. Whatever happened to that? They announced it, and they're like, hey, HoloLens, and then... Well, they always they originally announced it as a concept, and they demoed it and said, "Like, hey, look at this really awesome little tech demo that we came up with for this like absolutely revolutionary idea of it wasn't revolutionary at all uh, of of superimposing images over your vision." But like they said when they first showed it in January of last year, this year, uh, this is really early development. Like, we're super excited about this, but this is not what the finished product is going to look like. This is potentially years away. 
the dev kits are out, but like they have not finalized any of the hardware. So it's it's still there. It's just being worked on. Attending CES 2017, we have a limited amount of devices for sale and demos in Las Vegas yep. at the Microsoft Store. Yep. Uh, and when they did the Windows 10 Creative update, there was a lot of demo there about HoloLens and like what cool stuff you could do with it. Oh, Windows 10. <clears throat> yep. Windows 10 is a thing. Mm-hmm. Microsoft admitted that their updates may have been a little too aggressive. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, can you really blame them that much when, when you think about all the computers still running XP? Oh, yeah. Well, I got rid of all the ones that work running XP. It was... No, it, it 7 is the new XP. Everybody's holding on to 7 as long as they can now. Yeah, I'm still running 7. I'm not here. That, that was the last good one. <laughs> My work laptop is still running 7. Oh, there's some stuff about Netflix and Amazon Prime Video. Net neutrality. Oh. The fight for net neutrality was this year. Was that really this year with the FCC? Uh, pretty sure. I thought it was. No, that was 2015. It was the actual um, Title II thing. <coughs> was it? Yeah, the rule took effect on June 12th, 2015. Oh, well, this okay, year then. it was because the the telecom association sued, you know, saying, "Hey, this is not legitimate." And this year was when the court of appeals ruled, saying upheld. that it was good. You know, it was able to be. They upheld it. Yeah. Yep. And of course, twenty seventeen will be the year that it disappears. Yep. Not only disappears, but probably disappears for like ever. Well, we'll see how the. Uh, New FCC chairman, whoever he's going to be, handles it. Um, the FCC auction. Oh God, which is still going on. <laughs> that that was kind of my point. Was the auction that happened this year and is still happening this year and will continue to happen next year? You see, I thought I think the government was all you know saw the the amount of money that they made from the previous couple of ins- like auctions, mm-hmm. and they thought, oh, you know. If we, you know, give up some of the TV spectrum, we can really make some big money off of this. I don't, I don't think the government is all that concerned with making money. Why? All the uh, all the money made during the auction goes straight into the general fund, which means it can be divvied up wherever it wants to be. True. But it's more like, it, it's not, oh, we can make so much money. It's, oh, we could do all these other projects if we had this money. Yes. I can pay for my own personal project, you know, if we get the money from the TV stations. Because the way you had said it made it sound kind of like they were doing it for greedy reasons. They are doing it for greedy reasons. Oh, you think so? Well, all right. The, the the telecom industry lobbied, saying that, you know, there's a spectrum shortage going on here. And, you know, we need more spectrum. We need more spectrum. Everybody, you know, running out of spectrum. So then they start, you know, taking the money from the TV and they go buy these multi-billion dollar results from sen- the first... TV transition was an incentive auction, basically. Well, was it, except it wasn't really, it was just an auction, Spectrum auction. And then there was the AWS Spectrum auction. And both of those was like multi-hundred billion dollar sort of pay stuff. And then they're thinking, oh, we can do this again. And then they put it out there and then the TV companies, you know, say, okay, you know, $80 billion, this should be okay. And then the TV companies bet, or the telecoms come back and say, we'll pay you $20 billion for that. Like, but wait, you were complaining about a shortage. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're complaining that's, about that's not how supply and demand works. No, you you said we need this, we need this, we need this, and then it's like, okay, here we go, buy it from us, and you're like, twenty billion dollars, and that's our best offer. You say we don't want to give it to you for that much. <laughs> no, we we need more than that. Well, because especially since people are saying like, oh, you know, everything's going to the higher and higher frequencies now to increase the amount of bandwidth, but right. The higher and higher frequencies don't really penetrate walls and glass and rain. Yep. So how's that going to work if they start broadcasting at those higher frequencies? That is an excellent question. Ah, so they don't really know. They just know they want the higher frequency Well, because to cram more data in. The, the 5G stuff, they're still, you know, trying to just still figure it out. That's why I wonder if there's going to be 5G news during the, um, at C. There's probably going to be stuff about 5G at CES. There's just, I feel like, you know, that's also going to be one of those things. 5G cellular. Yes. 5G, right? Okay. What else? What else? What else? Oh, there was the, the Madden suit against EA. Mm. Saying like, no, you're actually using our likeness. And EA said, no, we're not. And he said, no, you're actually using our likeness. And then the court said, no, you're actually using their likeness. Oh, Aereo, that was, was that 20, Aereo was 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was not this year. Um, Set top boxes, because that, that's not going anywhere, that's for certain now. Yep. Mighty Number no. 9 came out, the Mega Man clone. And then didn't that get, um... It bombed. Didn't it also get, like, shut down, or no? Or was that the Castlevania uh, one that got shut down? Probably the Castlevania one, because I haven't heard about either of them getting shut down, but I haven't heard of the Castlevania one to begin with, mm. so... That probably got shut down. Uh, I know that the Metroid 2 remake got shut down. Disney Infinities got shut down. Uh, Pebble got shut down. Blackberry basically is dead. Uh, Sears just borrowed $500 million from its own CEO, if I remember correctly. Really? Oh, Why does the Sears CEO have Two, that much $200 money? Million with the option of going to $500 million. Oh my god. So Sears might be uh, going under. Yep. Let's see. Pebble is now gone. The headphone jack is now gone. It's gone. <clears throat> Did I mention that I really didn't enjoy 2016 as a general principle? <laughs> I think you've mentioned it a couple of times already. Okay. Because I just I want to point that out. That like there, there were a couple of good things that happened. I got engaged in 2016. That is true. Um, went to my friend's wedding in 2016. Wasn't really anything exciting at E3, was there? Uh, PS4 Pro oh, yeah, and the, Xbox the, 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 One the, Scorpio. The the Slims and the Scorpios and the... Yeah, the, the actual next generation of consoles yes. that came out, as opposed to the half generation we had been dealing with. <clears throat> and again, I, I felt like that was a failure on the part of the industry. I don't doubt it. That, like, the industry should have called out Microsoft and, and Sony for saying, oh, yeah, no, Xbox One, PS4, these are, like, the new consoles. This is the new generation. The industry probably should have been like, ah, it doesn't look all that new. Speaking of video games, there's one thing we haven't brought up yet. Yeah? It wants to be the very best. Oh, yeah. That was a thing in 2016. <laughs> Pokemon, just Boom! Out of nowhere. Pokemon. Pokemon, Pokemon, Out of Pokemon. friggin' nowhere, Pokemon Go came in and, like, absolutely was one of the big things this year. 
took the country by storm. Mm-hmm. That said, where is it now? There, I know there's still people, you know, I know a couple of people who are still playing it. Yeah, a couple. Anywhere near as many as when it started? Let's see. Uh, December 24th, Pokemon Go statistics. Here we go. Purchase the full report. I'm not going to purchase the full report. <laughs> Welcome to the mobile industry. Oh, you want data? Yeah, we've got it. It'll cost you. No, I don't care about numbers from July. Nope. That's that's no, that's not why I came to you. <laughs> that's the opposite of what we're looking for. Yes. Uh, October. That's better. Uh, okay, Pokemon Go has 15.4 million weekly active users. So, supposedly there's that much still. 15.4 million? Yes, and that's from October. How many did it start with? Oh, God. Uh, let's see, so far, uh, 500 million downloads. <laughs> that's That's a lot. Yes, but still, that's 15.4 million people still playing it. More than ever played World of Warcraft. Yep. Well, at any given time. I'm sure World of Warcraft has had more than that overall. Uh, supposedly, according to one website, the daily revenue estimate is uh, $2 million still for Pokemon Go. That is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a, a pretty big year for mobile games in general, though, yes. right? Yes, it was. Oh, except for, you know, the Note 7. That was this year, too. Yep. That was indeed this year. Yes, yes it was. Oh, the Note 7. Oh, that's... Nope. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Come again. Well, I mean, it was a problem. Yes, it was a problem. Yes, that is very true. It was a big problem that Samsung should have caught beforehand and it's it's kind of upsetting that their QA process was such that they didn't but the Galaxy 8 is on its way they're working on updating it and improving it and I expect it to be in stores in April I'm saying March mm-hmm. and that's where the dinner lies you also said that they might skip the, the name or change the name of it no I didn't say that why would they do? Didn't you? No. Well, that that wasn't part of the dinner, but that they were going to abandon like the Galaxy S8 idea and call it something else. <clears throat> it it would make sense, but but we already know that they're calling it the S8. Yeah. So no. Facebook and clickbait. Oh, Facebook. Facebook is a thing. Yep. That's not new this year. No, no, it's not. Just the the amount of the. Amount of fake news, however. Yes. That was a, a pretty important thing this year. This year was a year of fake news. Well, not only that, it was the whole fact that, you know, like the, the trending topics in Facebook, everybody complained, oh, these, you know, there's a bias here. And it's like, okay, we're just going to remove the human component from the trending news articles and then just, boom, fake news everywhere. Yep. So well, maybe removing some form of editorial power was a bad idea. Yep. But is it like is it a bad idea because you having an editor means you you are opinionating. 
it might not be conscious, but you're still adding in a bias. Everyone has biases. Yes, everybody does have biases, yes. But, well, this is the... This whole citizen journalism thing that's supposedly happening now, I just, I find it causes more problems than answers. You mean what we do? You and I try to uphold some form of journalistic integrity. Yes. But we are not journalists. No, no, we're not. Neither of us have been trained. Neither of us have, have like, gone to school for journalism. So what's the difference between what we do and what you are complaining about? That is an excellent question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God damn it, Andy, you're going to make me cough. Well, I'm just thinking of the people who say, like, oh, we don't need, you know, the New York Times anymore. We've got citizen journalism out there. It's just like the the problem that you – journalists. Yeah, the, the, the problem that I see is the fact that, you know, you and I can't really do a deep dive on a topic. Can't or don't. It would take effort to do yes. so. Yes, and we recognize that. Yes. I, I think that's the difference. Is it, it would take effort, and we're both lazy, <laughs> and we recognize it would take effort, so we don't do it. Whereas other uh, media output may say, like, well, it's going to take effort. I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to pretend like I did. Yes. But we've, we've reported on things that are wrong. We try to issue corrections after the fact. Mm-hmm. But I, we are protected by the fact that we have a, a fairly small listener base. 57, I think, was the last count I had. Is that just podcast subscriptions or what? Yes. Because if so, I go and look at like... If you look, I, I can't base. access the actual number of file downloads, so I can't tell you how many times the file was actually, you know, accessed. Well, but there's a difference between listening and downloading as well. Well, every time somebody accesses the actual MP3 file, we should have a log of that, right? Or no? Or is that not how this whole thing works? Uh, sort of. It would mean digging really deep into some logs. That I don't know if those logs are kept for that long. Why is my Google Analytics page not loading? There we go. Sign in. <coughs> Google. Google. Google Analytics appears to be not responding. Maybe, maybe. Console? Failed to load. Error blocked by client. Oh, it's probably goddamn uBlock. Well, turn it off. You can do yeah, that, Yeah, uBlock you know. was stopping me from going to Google Analytics. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, Google Analytics does use... Is, is the app that... Yeah. Okay, uh, Google Analytics users in the last month, 102 unique viewers. Is that just for the homepage, though? Yeah. See, the question, though, is my, you know, the actual MP3 file itself needs to be accessed either A, if you're going to, you know, do our web player, or well, B. The web player is just an HTML5. But you, it, you're, you are telling it, hey, you know, actually access this file, right? Or no? Not really. Also, what the fuck are these? The languages, people have been like totally messing with their language settings to just fuck with. Wow. Okay. Overview. Person new such efforts duration, daily, weekly. Huh. Should probably look at this more than once a year. <laughs> okay. So you want to know how often that one file has been accessed? Yes. I don't know if I have that log 
It wouldn't be through the Google Analytics package. It would. I'd have to dig in through like the HT access logs, which I don't want to do right now. Okay. So, <laughs> and anyway, what were we? Uh, we were discussing something. <clears throat> uh, citizen journalism and right. fake news. Fake news. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. There, there is fake news. Yes. It played a, a rather important role this year, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the, the it's Facebook's almost like an echo chamber now. Of, you know, now? Well, it's always been an echo chamber, yes. Yeah. But now it's finally, you know, coming to light for some people. That it's an echo chamber? Yeah. Yeah, you know who it's coming to light for? Who? The people who care that it's an echo chamber. Yeah, everybody else doesn't care. It's like, yep, nope, I'm I'm getting the news that right. I care about. Because it's an echo chamber. So only the people who understand that already are the ones who are saying that it's an echo chamber. I don't know where to go from there. Um, what still, else happened this year? Uh, Gawker.com got shut down. Yep. By Peter Thiel. Mm-hmm. I, I still... I do not mourn the loss of Gawker.com. I do mourn the the impact it had on Gawker Media. Yes. Because it's not like the entire set of websites were all that. But that said, the rest of the websites are still there, right? They're just owned by Univision now. Univision purchased all of Gawker's assets. Mm-hmm. So they're still around. They're still doing stuff. So, uh, what are you looking forward to in 2017? Not being 2016. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, <coughs> what am I looking forward to? Well, what's coming, right? There's more work on, as, as we already said, there's more work on automotives. There's more work on HoloLens. There's, um, VR is still really, really early on in its infancy. Mm-hmm. Right, there were like three big consumer products of VR this year, and none of them are doing particularly well. Right, they're all just kind of there. So I'd like to see that get improved. I'd like to see that go on to the next stage. Um, that would involve probably seeing it bundled, like you actually go and buy, you know, your PS4, and it comes with. The PS Pro yeah. or the PS4 VR, or I buy a new computer and it, you know, it's tagged like Oculus and Vive ready, and it comes with the addition of a Vive. The thing is, the systems are still so expensive, mm-hmm. and so that's a it's a huge barrier to entry. Yes, right when the the hardware for this costs another six hundred dollars on top of what you're already paying, that is hard to do. It's hard to justify that expense. It's hard to uh, actually make that sort of payment. I'm kind of excited for the movies coming out. Oh, there, there, there. That's right there. That was a good thing about 2016. The movies? Deadpool. (laughs) Episode 8. Oh, sorry, episode 7, right? Yeah, 7. Deadpool, episode 7, Rogue One. Um, didn't episode was, seven come out in was 2015? Year, wasn't it? Yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Rogue One, Deadpool, uh, those were fantastic. And next year we've got, let's see, we got <clears throat> the Justice League movie, 
Guardians of the Galaxy Volume mm-hmm. Two. Yay! Spider Man movie. Yay! Live action Beauty and the Beast. I can't believe I'm actually saying yay to a Spider Man movie. Well, it's a Spider Man movie that hopefully will be done right. Yeah, because it's Marvel Studios yeah. that's actually doing it. It's just uh, it's it's still under Sony's license, yes. but it's actually going to be Marvel that does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's awesome. Episode eight. <coughs> That's going to be both nice and sad. Uh, yeah. Thor movie, Logan movie, Wonder Woman movie. Um, uh, Wonder Woman movie is a so-so for me. Uh, I'm, I'm still not convinced that DC actually knows what they're doing. Pirates of the Caribbean, that one's going to be interesting. Also not sure that the, the studio understands what they're doing with the franchise anymore. Um, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Feeling? God damn it. Yeah, now we're getting Maybe into the mixed feeling in 2017 ones. aren't aren't going to be great. Yeah, it's like um, Ghost in the Shell, Kingsman. Oh. What what other Marvel movies are there going to be in 2016? No, it's just those 3. Or 2017? 2017 is going to be the 3 of them. Guardians, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, and Thor. Thor. Just those 3. Yes. Uh Despicable Me 3 is coming out. That could that be kind of cute. Yeah. I, again, though, like, I worry about those movies, the Despicable movies, given the the Minion movie. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, what part of that franchise is what they are actually marketing? Well, they knew everybody bought the Minion toys. They're like, hey, let's put Comic Relief as the main character, because that works out great all the time. Every time. Every time. That works out fantastic. Yeah. I had a, a discussion this week with Bry about intellectual property. Yes. And what constitutes as new intellectual property. This came from a result, like last week we were talking about Blizzard, that Blizzard has, uh, prior to Overwatch, their last intellectual property, their last new IP was StarCraft. Yes. And whether or not that was a, a true or a misleading statement is Hearthstone new intellectual property? Is Heroes of the Storm new intellectual property? Ooh, that's an excellent question. And so my my position on it, my argument was that well it's it's using existing intellectual property in a new way. And he brought up the uh the Harry Potter movie, the new one, and said, "Well, is that new intellectual property? The monsters and where to find them or whatever the hell it was called?" Yes. Is that new intellectual property? Given that it was new characters, it was new uh, a new setting. <clears throat> hmm. And so I, I came up with what amounts to a litmus test, right? This is not the end-all be-all. This is not the 100% accurate test. But if you and I had produced Heroes of the Storm, could we have gotten sued by Blizzard? Yes. Right. So therefore, it is not new intellectual property. Mm. Yeah, you're getting on the whole question of remixing now. And that's yeah, yeah. Well, for music, it gets a little more vague. But you know, if if you or I had made Overwatch before Blizzard made it, could we have gotten sued for that? No, it it was completely original. It was not using any existing setting. It was not using any existing structures. We couldn't have put in a lot of the the Easter eggs that Blizzard had in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so that that was my idea of kind of a a litmus test of intellectual property. If someone else had made this, could they could have gotten the company sued? Have got, yeah, could the company have sued them? If so, 
then that's definitely an existing intellectual property. Yeah, but <sighs> new IP is always a gamble, money-wise. Right. There's a reason why, what, seven of the top ten highest-grossing movies are all sequels? Yep. They go with what's safe. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not just that they're going with what's safe. It's safe for a reason. Unless, you know, you get things like Men in Black 3, which, yeah, that was a sequel that did not need to happen. Yeah. 3 wasn't too bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't too bad. Yeah. So, yeah, there's going to be Television 2. <coughs> Minks were getting the more, I was going to say, you know... <laughs> Talking more about Netflix mixes. movies yep. and, and shows and the Marvel non-cinematic universe. Yep. So that just referred to as like the Marvel TV universe. That's what I do now is because uh, there were plenty of times a, where the, a subset of the cinematic universe. Yeah. There, there were times where the movies could have, you know, at least mention the TV shows or, you know, yeah, kind of, well, especially with, um, kind of like how agents of shield just, you know, was doing its thing and you're just like, that's, you know, you're not <laughs> Agents of Shield has to play in the movie playpen. The movies don't care about the TV. Right. And and, and that's think about how much farther ahead the movies have to know what's going on. Yes. Right? The TV show, they might change the script a week before they release. Yeah. The movies have to know what's happening. Sometimes years ahead of time. Right. So yes, I, I'm I'm sad that they don't go both ways, but I understand it. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to put up with that. Now, DC <laughs> has of course decided that their movie universe is completely 100% separate from their TV universe, which is a shame because their TV universe is kicking ass. Yeah, I have. I'm so far behind on all of that, and now there's that whole like four part multi crossover episode: Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, Arrow, and Supergirl. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a that's a lot. <laughs> and they handled it better than they're going to handle the friggin' Justice League movie. Oh, I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> so. Uh, we should probably do the randoms. Oh, all right. Because we're at that point. We've we've reminisced about 2016 enough. Long enough. No more. Good riddance. So, uh, speaking of about reminiscing, I'm going through my um, Steam library. Yes, you started at the top and you're just working your way down. Yes. Um, I actually had to skip a couple, though, because the next one on the list is the 11th hour. Yeah. Which is the sequel to Seventh Guest, but I also own Seventh Guest, so I skipped a couple, went it's, to Seventh Guest. It, no, your you, Steam is just listing them in the incorrect alphabetical order. Yes. Which is to say it's listing them alphabetically when it should be listing those numerically. Yes. Seven clearly comes before Eleven. Yes, but Eleven was first on the comes list. Comes after One. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, I think, I Andy? Yes? I gotta say, I feel like you made the rule... You should follow the rule, and you should have played eleventh guest or eleventh hour first. Nope, not going to do that. All right. So if there's a sequel, if the game is a sequel, you will skip it and come back. Yes. All right. So the uh, it's if you haven't played the seventh guest, it's kind of a almost a spooky version of Mist. You know, you're 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 yeah, in it. It's a it's like a haunted mansion or something. Yes, or? it's a haunted mansion. It's basically the haunted mansion version of Mist. Okay. 
Um, it was originally released in 1993. So it predates Mist. Yeah, well, let's see. Riven was 97. When was Mist itself? Pretty sure Mist was 95. Because <clears throat> I tie it back to, like, the the height of the CD-ROM. Oh, no, Mist was 1993. September 24th, 93. Oh, so this was April 1993. <clears throat> so it still does predate Mist. Yes, but, you know, it's still along the same lines. Mist was created by Broderbund. Yeah. God damn, I missed that company. Mm-hmm. Pearl Darkbund. Purchased by The Learning Company. So it's it's along those same lines, you know, you, you've got in there, you've got little puzzles to try and figure out. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of puzzle games. That's, you know, one of my things. Uh, this thing, I could probably go play Mist right now, and it would still look okay. This game did not age well at all. Like all the all the the music is all MIDI based, Ooh. and you know, it's just the the, the visuals are all just so pixelated because you know I'm playing it on a 1080 monitor. Yep, I'm impressed that it even runs through Steam. That you didn't have to use like DOSBox or something. No, it it runs through Steam perfectly fine. But oh my gosh! Oh, all right. So it has not aged well, no. but beyond that, the uh, it, it can still play well, right? Like it can still be a good experience. Yes, except some of these puzzles are hard. Yes, and there's not really any explanation on some of them. Like I'm sitting here looking at one of the things. There is like it's it's a puzzle with floor tiles, and you're like, okay. You know, I have to go from this... Fl- it, it, there's two arrows, one pointing in and the other one pointing out. You're like, okay, so I start with the pointing in arrow, and I have to go to the pointing out arrow. Okay. Yeah. I did that, and I still didn't get it right. So then it resets it, and I'm like, okay, what the... What am I supposed to do now? <laughs> it's like, there, there's no explanation of, you know, what the, what yeah, the rules but, of the puzzle is. But you loved Mist, and there was... Just as little explanation in Mist. Yeah, but the the puzzle at least gave you some hints. Rarely. Well, if you knew where to look in Mist, the the books gave yeah, you hints for stuff. If you knew where to look, has it occurred to you that maybe there are hints in this game too? Um, there there is there is one book in the library that's supposed to tell you what the hints are. But for some reason, it's not really working, because every time I go to it, it says the puzzle has been solved. And you're like, well, thanks. That's not helpful. Oh, evidently you solved the puzzle, Andy. Yeah, but not the one that I was working on. That floor puzzle, oh. I couldn't actually get back to the library to look at the book to get the hints for it. I was oh, stuck. No. And so oh, no. trying to brute force some of these puzzles is just... Game facts. Yeah, that that I had to do that for that one. I'm sitting there going like, I I I don't get what the puzzle is trying to teach me. Oh my god, I haven't gone to Game Facts in a long time. GameFAQs.com. That used to be the go-to place. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like you had a question about a game, you went to Game Facts. Yep, and the walkthroughs were there, and the forums were there, and that was oh. everything you needed. All right, so seventh seventh guest. Yes, right? seventh guest. I got it on sale. Currently, it's on sale for the winter right now at one forty nine. Mm-hmm. Normal price though is six bucks. 
And I feel like there's probably better puzzle games out there now for less money than, you know. Okay. Getting this thing. What, what would you... So you'd recommend something else. You'd recommend getting a, a more modern puzzle game? Yes. If you, if you know, you, you're feeling n- nostalgic, mm-hmm. then I'd say, yes, sure, go ahead and, you know, get this game. But no, it's... It, it almost hurts to play. It's it's just so bad visually and auditorially that it's just... Oh. Okay. So, not... Not a recommended game. No. Maybe 20 years ago recommended, yes. but not anymore. No, this was probably because it had like live action people in here and it had yeah. it had that whole mist feel. But it has not aged? No. Okay. No, it has not. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Yeah. If the University of Wisconsin-Madison merged with the University of Michigan Central Campus... Where would they headquarter the administration? When they say University of Michigan Central Campus, they mean the Ann Arbor campus? I think that's Central Campus. But, like, not all of the Ann Arbor campus. Literally just... Because Central Campus refers to a specific section of the campus. Yes. It does not refer to the South Campus. It does not refer to North Campus. It's the Central Campus. Uh, not the medical campus. Okay, so U of M Ann Arbor Central Campus merges with UW Madison. Uh, where do they headquarter it? Chicago. <laughs> that would be yeah the best bet. But like the the real answer is where do they headquarter it on the flying city that they make because there's no more likelihood of this happening than of a flying city. They they go straight Bioshock is what you're saying. Like yeah, there's there they are two or I guess we build Rapture in Lake Michigan. That also could work. Yeah, I was going with Bioshock and Infinite, but you can do right. You can do original. You could do both, right? Yeah. You could put the the Flying City and you could put Rapture. The thing is, it's really cold there, so like a Flying City would be cold. And one at the bottom of Lake Michigan wouldn't be. Ah, uh-huh. I mean the top of Lake Michigan freezes, but not the bottom. Hold I don't on. know how cold the bottom of Lake Michigan gets. Uh, Lake Michigan, blah, blah, surface, blah, 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 temperature. Lake Michigan, water temperature. See the cold at the bottom of the lake? Right now, the average surface water temperature of Lake Michigan is 35 degrees, which is friggin' cold. 49, it's 40 degrees at the bottom of the lake. So, you know, cold. Yep. But warmer than it is outside right now. That is that is true. But also much more conductive for heat. Yeah. So it would take a lot more energy to, to insulate your buildings, I guess. You'd have to do a better job of insulating your buildings. Mm-hmm. You'd also have to, of course, insulate them from the fact that you're underwater. Also, where would you put it? Because the average lake depth is only 200 feet. So really? That's what it says. Well, that's the average lake depth, yeah. right? Like, hang on. Let's see, like, topographical Lake Michigan. How deep? The bathymetry of Lake Michigan. Area 3, uh, that's the page. So Area 3 or Area 4 is probably the deepest, right? Uh, looks. Is it going to be deeper at the bottom or the top of the lake? I think it's deeper at the top. Near Superior. Yeah. Right? 
I don't know, man. Depth of the South Chippewa Basin is 150 meters. That's down towards the bottom. Uh, it is, if you go directly east of Racine and Kenosha and directly north of Michigan City. Yeah, that's City, only 80. 80 what? Is that feet or me? Hold on. I'm, I'm looking at this map, Andy. It says depth in meters, 150. <laughs> oh, mine's in fathoms. <laughs> There is a difference there. <laughs> yes, yes, there is a difference there. You are correct, though. The northern part of the lake uh, in the Chippewa Basin is 250 meters, but it's also really rough. Yeah, there's lots the of southern, ups and downs. The, the southern part of the lake, uh, what is referred to as Area 4 on NOAA's website, is fairly smooth. Like, there's not a lot of variation in there. And it's 150 meters, which is more than 500 feet. Okay, so we have plenty of time then, or plenty right. of plenty of space. Thirty nine inches to the meter ish. Ah, screw it. Uh, all right, one hundred and fifty meters into centimeters divided by two point five four is. I'm sorry, two point five four divided by that. I am messing something up. One hundred and fifty. This is a. It's fifteen thousand centimeters. One hundred fifty meters is four hundred and ninety two feet. Thank you. Each floor of a building is normally <coughs> about, about 10 feet. feet. Yep. So you have approximately... You can put a 50-story building down there. Yes. And it would just touch the top. Yeah. Now, mind you, that's in the middle of Lake Michigan, so that will take you <laughs> a little bit of a drive to get to. By drive, I mean boat. It's like 80 miles across the lake at that point. Pretty much. Right? Uh, let's see. Kilometers... Call that 30K, so that's 30, if you go from, it's about 60 kilometers in from the Wisconsin side, and yeah, it's about right in the middle, so I'd I'd call it 70 kilometers in from the Wisconsin side, 30 kilometers from the Michigan side. It'd still be a pain in the butt to get to. Yeah. It's one of the things, like, why would they even combine? Why would you somehow separate the heart of U of M? Combine it. <laughs> that is that is the central part of you of them. <coughs> like they they never would. No, they never ever would. But the premise of the question is: if they did, where would it be centered? And, and so I'm going to go with: if that unlikely event is happening, then the lake has been drained because that's about equal likelihood mm-hmm. that the Great Lakes have been completely emptied and drained. And so they would build it right between them. I'm going to say Chicago. Okay. The more realistic mm-hmm. potential answer. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good. Well, and with that, <laughs> with that, we get to craziness. We get say to say goodbye to 2016 and mm-hmm. hope for a better year next year as we make another loop around the sun. Fun fact seven more weeks till 500. Ooh. All right. Mm-hmm. Go us. So uh, that's a wrap for this year. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>